What's the big idea? We are here again. You're back. Episode 44. Ooh. I know. Coming up on a year. That's wild. It is. It's kind of <laughs> flown by. Yeah. I, I'm sure it has for our listeners, too, uh, <laughs> and viewers. Uh, just a reminder, folks, that if you are listening to this, if you want to do us a huge favor and uh, hit that subscribe button, mm. we are talking with some big names in the game, and uh, we're hoping to add more and more guests that you want to... Um, see and hear from so we uh last episode we had Hugh McCutcheon on which was a great honor for us he doesn't do a ton of uh interviews long form so that was great uh and he's probably going to come back again and we're going to hope to get other guests so if you hit subscribe it'll help us attract more guests and of course help us uh with the mission to have better voices than just ours to uh to carry on the you know to improve the game for kids and adults it is nice having like uh that third person for sure, because you and I can get into some rants, ranty rants. So. Yeah, and it's just nice to it's nice to we learn from from guests, and then yeah. uh, and then it's not just our voices, and, and we we show that we're not just two crazy guys in some you know far away yeah. hidden studio. That was a lot of fun last episode. It was great. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. Episode number forty three was it? Yeah, forty three. I guess it comes before forty four. Yep, <laughs> I just forgot where we were. Uh, and. Uh, yeah, Hugh McCutcheon talking about his book, uh, Championship Behaviors, which mm-hmm. is an awesome blueprint for uh, success, really, for all sorts of, you know, every every aspect that we talk about, the parents, players, and coaches, and even in other walks of life, so. Yeah. And today, uh, speaking of uh, championship, Eric, you had a day one of your beach tournament today? Yeah, playing a two-day Grand Slam. It's a lot of, it's, it's nice, because we played three full matches today instead of, like, on those one day tournaments, it's like f- two sets to 15, mm. no third. It's like, yes, because really if there's weird. more teams in a pool, they shorten your matches. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and today was still a full day, right? It went all the way to 4 p.m. Um, but yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Did, do you guys get rained on out there? It poured, yeah, we poured. did a little bit. Did not, you, not get, you didn't get the sheets of rain no. that we had? Oh, wow. It was like a downpour. I heard it was, it was crazy. Bad, yeah. yeah. Couldn't see the road. So we got there and like it was hard packed on the courts farther out, which is, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> but some of the nets were so low. We had to raise, uh, we raised our net before the game. Thank goodness. And then, uh, yeah, like the last game, it had it warmed up and then it's closer to the boardwalk and it was nice and deep. And mm-hmm. I wasn't happy. Yeah. The, the, the <laughs> I wasn't sand, happy with that sand. Deep sand sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If anybody out there hasn't played beach when the sand is a little shallow or firm packed it's much easier to move and take off and push off and if the sand is deep it's like heavy (laughs) it's like exhausting every jump you feel like you're not getting off the ground at all yeah uh it feels awful changes your timing it's like yeah and it frustrates you exhausts you so but uh and you guys did all right today eh? yeah yeah last match was a really good team and um we nailed the serve and pass and that because going back to our last tournament, um, we lost a match against a pretty good team where our serving pass like broke down. Mm. And then like you're serving and you're passing. Our serving and our passing, yeah. And then you can't get in a rhythm. And then you just it, it's a it, that kind of loss hurts because it's it's never fun and like you're you feel like you're never actually in the game with your opponents. Mm-hmm. So here, um, our serving pass was really good, and then we were able to stay with them like the side out game. And then you get into these really great, crazy points that, that happen. And then, you know, you whatever, do some clutch and then you win the point. And it just feels so much better, right? Yeah. So, and even if you lose, like if you're serving, even if you well, lose that point and you lose, it still feels good because yeah. you're at least doing all you can. It's like what opponents are going to do what they're going to yeah. do. But uh, was there anything you guys worked on this week that you saw pay off? Like in your um, training? Could you train at a few days this weekend? Yeah, definitely. Uh, actually, we had probably three times the amount of blocks this weekend than we did. We, oh, yeah. Honestly, we had like two blocks last weekend. Interesting. We're like, so we went, we're, we're going much more aggressively on the ball. I think we've been way too generous on giving, on, on uh, taking our blocking assignment and giving them the what we're not blocking. Right. Right. And so we both said today, like, let's go after the ball a lot more. Yep. Right. And then if we get burned on our blocking assignment, okay, then, then we dial it, then we change it. Right. So, Mm -hmm. uh, that was one big thing. Uh, and then I think, um, we did some serve and pass throughout the week and I think that helped a lot. 
um, especially when I got to that that heavy sand because I don't think we shanked a single ball that game, which is pretty crazy. Which saves the energy too, right? It makes it so much yes. less frustrating. If you shank yeah. in that heavy sand, it's like, oh, yeah. it's the worst. Like chasing a yes. ball is like, oh. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. Just feel it. Just feel it. Like, oof. Um, no, that's good. And like, so you're blocking now. Did you guys like? There is a strategy on beach where like, you know, some teams will just say, "Let's." I'm going for the ball, and you're reading. Like, is that what you guys did? As a backcourt defender, just read and react, right? We haven't quite. We talked about that. We haven't fully done that. So we're still calling blocking assignment, and okay. then we're still. And I think the team. There's a team that we could potentially end up playing tomorrow, where we're thinking of doing that because. The one attacker, he um, he just gets up so well, mm. and he sees everything, and he like he never really hits the ball. Yes, he just cuts, and yep. I think and that's what I was saying uh, with Pete. I'm like, let's on him, let's just go after the ball on the block. Agreed. And then yeah, let the defender yeah, do whatever. Because there's freedom in that, right? Like if you do play great hitters, there's some real freedom in one. Like if that blocker is going all in on that hitter, and then that wherever that ball is, then that makes the 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 yeah. attacker a little think about one extra thing and then if your defender is also reading it you know what i mean it's almost yeah. like if they're that great yeah. then sometimes you need all the pressure and you know maybe and then some faking in the backcourt right to get the yeah. partner to make the call that's the wrong call too. goad them in it's harder for them to get that shot because like they he's like at one point, we, the, me and the blocker may go in the same area, right? Because right. we're both reading it. Yep. So, like, them calling their shots is going to be confusing. And even so, is it most often you in the backcourt? No, we're still split still blocking. Still split blocking. So, I mean, yeah. don't forget about the idea of, like, if you have a great team that really is great at looking. Yeah. Faking the step. And, yeah. And, like, so make it look like you might be going yeah. a certain way. And then, you know. And you could even... We're going like, to have to do that. To, yeah, yeah, it gets really great. That's, the better to. the player, the better you're going to have to... It's, people don't understand when they when they play or watch beach how much of a chess game is going on, like on TV. Yeah. If you're watching, like, there's, there's battles and there's weird weird tricks going on that get, you know... <laughs> first thing, I'm going to fake them out. Now I'm going to yeah. fake that I'm faking them out. And they it's this weird thing where like, oh, okay, now I know they're faking me out. It's, so I'm going to go yeah. to where the defender is right now because I know that they're just trying to... Yeah. And then sometimes they look stupid because they hit it right to you. Because, yeah. but they, And There's everybody's the, like, why would they go there? Yeah. And you're like, because it's a whole thing you don't see. <laughs> it's like when a soccer player like you know tries to bend it really crazy into the net and they kick it 40 rows up yeah, and the fans yeah. are like, wow, he sucks. And they're like, no, no, he's trying to do something that you don't even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that drives me nuts when people do that. <laughs> yeah, true. Superficial view of it right yeah um speaking of uh i guess superficial it's not really a segue but uh mm. but you feel good going into day two though right mm. just yeah i think that's good and that, and the co- cool thing is like i think you guys have, have the mindset of like you don't even the results are, are obviously nice but as long as you see progress in what you're doing yeah. and you're seeing the time extra time paying off it's it sort of the results will be there if well, you keep plugging away keep plugging away it's kind of like doing a podcast right? like you just yeah keep going keep going keep going and then um hopefully people start listening yeah <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah, right um let me know in the comments <laughs> if you're listening um no today is a topic that uh we've been uh, wanting to discuss for quite some time i uh, my experience in the game as a player and a coach and now as a parent and I think I, I can I hear this a lot from other parents and other coaches too. It comes up in Hugh McCutcheon's book, uh, Championship Behaviors, too. It's the idea that, um, or the question is, like, is volleyball sexist? And I think that if uh, it'd be fascinating for a parent who has a boy and a girl playing the sport, I, I bet you they would have a lot to say in this too. Yeah. Um, for the most part, Eric, any uh, early preliminary thoughts on the ideas? Is volleyball sexist, or the I guess the volleyball world in general, maybe the coaching world, is it sexist? Uh, well, I was going to talk about just like beach volleyball. <laughs> okay, sure. Go for it. Yeah. Cause like, I don't know, like, I mean, beach volleyball is a sexy sport and like, you know, most of our tournaments, like guys can take their shirts off or whatever. Like at national events, you have to have your Jersey on and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like all the female teams are wearing bikinis. Like that's the, yep. So, um, before I say whether it's sexist or not, like there is like, female athletes are in bikinis guys are in you know just their beach shorts or whatever yep. you know so there, there's definitely that uh, i feel like even like at the tournament i was at today like it's not a main uh tournament so like guys can like they don't need to wear a shirt so maybe it balances out in that regard i i, I don't know right mm-hmm. but like there's always that element of like i mean there's attractive women in the women's division right and there's, there's mm-hmm. just the way it is and i'm sure that they feel 
I would think the same. Yeah. Do you know what sexism means? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm not talking about. <laughs> You're not, I didn't say sexy. Yeah, vocals. but sorry. My point was like. Yeah, okay, yes. My point was like when we get to the FIVB, right? <laughs> yes. Males are wearing their jerseys and, and a lot of shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And all the female athletes as of right now, but I think it changed this year. Yes. The, but prior to that, it's always just been bikini is the official uniform yeah. for the female athletes. Right. So that's where I think a difference is. It's yes. like, well, clearly. Um, yeah. The FIVB, like there was a big fight. Uh, I remember back when this was happening, the women were mandated to wear bikini bottoms. Mandated. Bi- mandated. Right. So, And the men were able to wear these looser tank tops, yeah. comfortable shorts. And so in the early days, the, the women's female players were pretty upset because they're like, we're being objectified. Sometimes I don't want to wear something that rides up. It's not comfortable. Get yeah. sand in you. Right. Uh, but the FIVB being that, you know, the FIVB back then, uh, you know, similar to FIFA and a lot of like, I don't want to say corruption, yeah. but there's a lot of that, you know, old boys club and they, be. they wanted it for the ratings. They, they wanted, it. they wanted a bunch of, you know, idiots at home watching for the wrong reasons. They didn't care. Right. Still no one watches the FIVB. <laughs> yeah. And still, yeah. Today, <laughs> well, I don't know. Not many people in not, North America. Yeah. North America, sadly, it's not watched. The numbers much. must be And the AVP, I think they, they allow a lot more leniency. The AVP right. allow the women to wear what they want. And I think that's what, that's what players, I mean, players should be able to wear whatever they want. I understand the, the sponsorship stuff. The, yeah. But if you, outside of that, like if you can get, get your sponsorship logos for your league onto some clothing, you want the players to be comfortable, right? Because that's when they play I the best. I think that's the, yeah, the only important thing. Like if the, if the bikini is the best thing, then yeah. Yeah, the player wants to wear a bikini, wears the bikini. Yeah. The player who doesn't shouldn't have to. And you're right, this year on the FIVP, FIVP we saw players wearing different some shorts, stuff. right? Shorts and yeah. uh, women were wearing tank tops, which was kind of cool to see. And I, I yeah, yeah. Early, early events this season. I don't, again, but as long as the player gets to where they want. So there's definitely, yeah, the clothing. If we take it indoors, right, then yeah. the same thing. Like, right. player, it's a, tricky, yeah. it's a tricky thing because female players, a lot of them want to wear the spandex shorts. And then you get parents and coaches saying, those are too short. And then you're like, you know, some people are like, well, you shouldn't be saying anything about how shorts look. Um, and again, I, I still think that if player player yeah. comfort, I mean, if, if, a, if you have a team of indoor girls with the same jerseys, uh, or a team of indoor guys with the same jerseys. I think the shorts should be, you know, l- allow them to wear what shorts they want, personally. As yeah, long as, as yeah. long the color matches or whatever. Yeah. Even, even in volleyball, like, does that even matter in volleyball? Like, the whole idea that the shorts have to match, I'll be honest with you. Well, like, you're on yeah, one yeah. side of the net. It's not like basketball yeah. where you're running, you know. But anyway. Um, like, it just, for sure, maybe it just looks whatever it looks but it's easy enough to keep the shorts the same especially if it's like black mm-hmm, right like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah super easy navy blue black but red roger i completely agree they should be able to wear whatever shorts yeah. like because even i got my daughters when they were playing like sometimes they were like they didn't like the shorts they like the short but they're mandated to wear this thing and nine times out of ten it's something that's you know skimpy yeah and you're like what are you what are you doing here well and now it just keeps itself going because now every, all the females athletes wear it so then the new girls that come into the sport, they just like feel like they yes, have to. Right? Yes, so, like, exactly. It's a cycle that yeah. you don't know. You're actually wondering like, do I, do you want to wear this outfit because that's what everybody else is wearing? Or do yeah. you want to wear it out of real comfort or you won't fit in? There's a lot of that with girls too, right? Like you know, if you're a girl with a different body type and you're being asked to squeeze into something that is clearly well, picked by right. some exi- some director well, or something. And like, even their tops are like very fitting. Yeah. Guys, we can wear baggy stuff, right? Yep. Yep. Um, I've seen some guys teams tighten up actually like, what is it? Like the Polish national team? They pretty, they were some yes. short shorts. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, back vo- in the eighties we men, were. Yeah. Men men's, were yeah. Men's volleyball shorts were short. Even I was playing in the <laughs> they were super short. My university shorts. You just seen them. It's like, it's like R rated. No, <laughs> <laughs> They're like short little. A lot of people shorts. come and watch. Well, just, you know, I used to sign a few autographs. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> a lot so. of people go. No, nobody was watching. It was just the style back then. Cause it was yeah. less, we were less superficial as a culture, right? Like slowly over the last, you know, 50 years society yeah. got a lot more superficial that's why people dressed so differently in the 70s and 80s because there was no you know you weren't an instagram every day right? yeah yeah <laughs> the, um, the suits of the 90s or yeah it's the funny the 90s even think of like things like you know the weight rooms you think about arnold schwarzenegger and those pumping iron documentaries from the 1970s and what that gym looked like versus what a gym looks like today it's like this superficial changes 
yeah that just are and well and gyms like those like in arnie's gym there would have just been a bunch of huge dudes with their shirts off <laughs> which is totally fine and i'm sure that there still must be gyms like that yeah i think right? they fizzled out a little bit because of the intimidation factor right? well right but then that exactly that gym just must be catering to a small group of strictly yeah. bodybuilders yes right? yes i'm sure there's female bodybuilders there as well but um with their shirts on with their shirts on Sex, yes sexism i don't know that's interesting. Well, it's interesting, right? It's interesting well, because people, because like, you know, society has a problem with the female, you know, the female form for some reason is considered to be, it's sexualized. So right. the male breasts are okay to show. Well, no, no. I think like when it comes for females, like sports and stuff, if you're running around and the, you know, they're oh, not so, for, for comfort. Yes, yeah, for sure. But also that, that would hurt if they're not, if, if you're someone who's got larger yeah. breasts, but if you don't, then in theory you should be able to, but that, like, you know, so yeah. we're, we're, we're in an era. Remember, don't forget like, you know, tennis Remember, this came up in tennis. I don't know if you heard about this, but in tennis, you know, Roger Federer, Djokovic, Nadal, very common changeover going into, you know, that new set, right. change the shirt right there, right? Sitting down, shirtless, topless. Oh. Women are getting penalized and punished, like losing points for changing with us, even with a sport bra, like a very tank top. Wait, looking. what? Yeah, you didn't hear about this? No. So, so female tennis players are getting, uh, they're in a bit of a fight because they're like, what? how come I can't change my top the way they do? That's totally. Even if I'm wearing like a very, like if just yeah. like a sport, sport tank. Bra. Yeah. Sports, yeah. It's a sports bra, but it's a sport tank. Um, they they lost points they were like punished for or something uh in the match because that's, yeah i know it's totally yeah and then the well big, and that's the, an old boy sport a lot, tennis. it's not but it's not even just an old boy sport it's it's like it's i don't know if you remember this the another early one that people might remember 94 world cup or i don't know maybe it's 2000 or something you know the u.s olympic soccer player scored a penalty kick to win the tournament took her shirt off right and everybody was like how inappropriate that was and i'm like what are you talking she's wearing a sports bra it's very weird well, who who said it? Was the, it media, the media, the right. media. Were people actually I'm sure saying? Pe- yeah, that's the thing too. The media can make that, but there, of course, there would be, right? Because like, some, people like, well, uh, I mean, but uh, like, so we're gonna get into this. You like, and I wouldn't. We wouldn't, but you know, people who are sexist would, right? right. Because they think that women shouldn't be trying to... a certain way, right? Yeah. Um, I I find this like so I, and, and you know, a lot of people think it's just men, but. You know, some of the biggest, so if we're getting away from like just the physical clothing side of it, like in the treatment of females who are playing sports, uh, we've had problems with female coaches just as much as male coaches, right? Like hmm. um, like in our life, uh, we, it, it, it always tends to yeah, be, it's, I can think of... it's the same issue too that comes up. What it is basically is I think a lot of these coaches, they, um, they believe that uh, girls can't do things the way boys can. And it really, and it leads to all sorts of problems in the sport, like coaching philosophy, limitations, yeah. um, even anger uh, when someone can do it. Like there's like a little bit of bitterness towards someone who can do it. You know, like, um, huh. like I've told this story before, you know, the spin surfing with my daughter, right? Yeah. She was a beach player. She watched me playing. All I did was spin surf. So when she grew up, she wanted to spin surf. So you had good technique at a very young age. And we just found coach after coach, despite the success of her spin serve and acing and even after points, female coaches, male coaches telling her not to do it. And I'm like, what did they think? So, you know, they have this argument and she could get her standing serve over. It wasn't a matter if she couldn't do that. If anything, it would go out the back too much because she needed to get on top of the ball because she was pretty strong. Yeah. And we just found this weird thing where coaches were limiting that. And then I, on the other side, when I would help out with teams, like female teams come in and, and so many coaches just downgrading the way they coached females. They, they would yeah. they would say, well, they just can't get there. They're just not strong enough, Zuby. And I was like, so you don't want them to jump float or jump serve because you think they're um, they're weaker? I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like what, you would want the weight coming behind the ball. This um, is the main thing. This, it, this is the this big one. This is what I was yeah. getting. Like with the topic, yeah. when we were thinking about it, this is the main thing is how we coach females is so different than how we coach males. And it's and that leads to, I, I see coaches sometimes. It's very weird if a coach crosses over from coaching males into females. Like I, when I started coaching, I went right into male. Like I played obviously men's volleyball and then I went right into coaching guys. 
And so there was nothing, no difference. I was like, okay, yeah, we got the technique, yeah. we got the positioning. And then when my daughters were born and I started getting into helping with, the, you know, female teams, I saw that there was this whole different world of coaching where like the players don't stand on the tees, they stand inside. And I'm assuming the assumption is that women aren't fast enough to get to tips. And then they like, oh, they play a little shallower in six because I'm assuming they're too, the coach believes they're too slow. And then they're not, um, of course, so there's no spin serving. You notice it so well because had you have gone into coaching, you know, you, you played men's, you coach men's, and had you gone into coaching girls or, or women's, you would have just kept doing what you were doing. You would have taught the system that, the exact same. That's right. So you see this stark contrast because it's just not what you've seen in your last 20 years of playing volleyball. Or yeah. Whatever, right. And you know what else I saw is that that's, every young girls team that I went in to do a session with or coaching a little, you know, a couple of filling in for a week or doing a clinic with, they all loved the fact that I taught them just yeah. coach them volleyball. And I didn't say anything about weird positioning. And I know every other coach that has done it, like I have gone from men's to coaching women's or whatever, like, and just kept coaching the same. They love those coaches too, because they don't treat them differently. Like I, I've been into team, I've been into gyms as recently as this year, like, you know, a couple months ago where the coach said things like, Oh, um, we're not going to run a lot of like, girls don't run the quick very much. This is like 18 year old. I was club just going to ask you that. I'm like, yeah. do they actually say it to their face? They say these, it to the players, these things, they say is, it to the, it's, and they say things like you can't do, you no, know, you can't do so that. They're, they're planting their uh, like kids, young girls, sponges, boys or girl, whatever they're sponges. And you just keep, you're going to keep like, they're attacking their self-esteem. They're not allowing their self-esteem to fully develop or to yeah, establish and, itself. And it's very deep as to why. Right. Like, so one of the things I've always looked at is I'm like, why are these? And I, I you know, especially like, so in, in one case, we had a female coach who I think was very insecure about her knowledge of the game. And I think this happens with a lot of female coaches where if they, if they don't feel confident as, as their players or any, like, I'm just going to talk about the females in general. It happens with male coaches too, but I just want to focus in on the females we found that were sexist against females. Right. Cause they too grew up in this world right. where men are dominant and men are more athletic and if they see a female player that is very athletic, they try to discourage because and diminish. They, they never got to. They never got to. Right. And also there's a little bit of like, are you trying to show me up here? Yeah. I'm going to put some power on you. You think you know everything. And I know because we like, we took, we, this of came up. Of course that would happen. Of course. Right. Cause, and this is where like, you know, yeah. we get, we get into trouble for saying that it, it's very helpful if you played high level to be a good coach. And, um, this is what people don't understand because they, if they haven't played high level, like when I coached you guys, for example, like when you were a kid, I know you're, you don't remember it too much, but, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, um, when I coached you guys, 14, yeah, 14, 15, yeah. When I coached you guys and when I coached like upper level regional team kids, um, I was not threatened by them because yeah. we scrimmaged with each other or I'd come out if I needed to and I could serve you guys. This is before I would, today I would have the players do more than I, but back then I wanted to play still so stupid, but, uh, but, um, well, I, you were I, playing a lot at that time. Yeah. So you and, to. Yeah. I just, and it, I just wasn't threatened. Like, why not? By, yeah. And I was, I was, I was excited by players who were doing like aggressive hard hits and getting fired yeah. up. But if I didn't play, then I'm, I would be threatened mm. by the athleticism. And you know what I probably would have done if I wasn't a high-level player? I probably would have went and coached weaker players or what I perceive to be weaker players. Uh, because, you know, then there you have authority. And I'm telling you in my, <laughs> my lifetime, I know guys who are not good players or mediocre, very mediocre players. Not even, I mean, they didn't play post-secondary. They didn't play anywhere. They just played like rec leagues, you know, maybe tier one or tier two of a rec league. Yeah. And they go into coaching and they always pick the female side of coaching. Always. I just had a discussion today with a player, a former player, talking about how this coach came in and, you know, they thought he was great and they loved him. And but mm. and I'm like, really? Because eh? I, I know that player doesn't know anything about fundamental volleyball. But if you want authority and you're a so-so player, you're not going to go coach these athletic, great male players. You're going to go to like, you know, the lower, younger level not. girls yeah. who, because who, they, they might be great players, but there's, it's still easier to, to, uh, control them because of the male versus female power dynamic yeah. that yeah. You know, our society has sadly, right? Kids grow up in that. So it's a very fascinating topic and it's layered. Well, and, and then, but there's also just the, real dynamic of male and female like that's a real thing right so it is and then the societal thing on top of that right so 
leverage yeah leveraging both of them you know what i mean like yes i mean there is definitely male female that's differences that are legit but what i mean is like the the subservience of male to female even if the female is more skilled you know what i mean so let's suppose you have 16 17 year old females who are awesome players just thumping the ball really Uh, you know a coach can come in there pretending to be something and maybe pull it off you know what i mean um, well, okay, and so, and, and let's say you, you, same, same group, but they're boys, 16, 17, you, you know, and boys, like I, I remember at that age, I just loved to just smash the ball yes. and like big blocks. And so if you're going to take that away from me, like for, through whatever your coaching reasons, I, I absolutely would not have stood for That's it. That's what I mean. And because I know that I can win the game by smashing the ball hard, right. Or yep. whatever, or like within control, but like, and so then the athlete would ask the coach why and then a coach would have to say why and then obviously there's i mean i don't know any good reason like uh, like if if you're if your hitters are keep hitting out like the boy like some boys are so they want to hit so much that they they are too excited and then they blast it out like obviously you need to coach that player to control their swing Mm -hmm. Uh, but other than that there's no reason to not bounce on a ball so then and offer that player technical advice on how to not do these things that's the big thing so the coaches that don't know just you know switch go somewhere where they can control things or because they don't know the technicals and you you know you've lived through this i've seen i've had coaches like this who don't know quite what to say or how to coach um, yeah. So they just yeah. punish. They yeah. just punish. That's yeah. the easy thing, right? They just punish. And our, our sorry to cut you off, but no, are, no are boys more defiant as individuals or, or even a, in, a, in a group, whereas females are more like less defiant as individuals and and as a group? Like they don't. Yeah. Generally, that... generally speaking, and psychologically speaking, I think that um, you know women are more agreeable than men. You know. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because and yeah. it's hard to tell if it's genetic. It's hard to tell if it's societal. societal. I, I think there's a little bit of nurturing involved in, in the female, generally speaking. I mean, not all females, right? There's always yeah. less There's always less agreeable female. But especially in a team sport, right? Or maybe it'd be worse in an individual sport, but then... Well, I know I know. this year, like, our, my daughter's team almost had, like, a, a, a mutiny because the coach was kept on limiting, limiting, saying sexist things all the time. Yeah. He had a female assistant coach who was very vocal and very, you know... Yeah. Saying the right thing, yep. saying the right thing, and he got rid of her. Yep. He got rid of her, and then he, you know, a few players were quitting the team. He was telling them they can't do this, they can't do that, they can't do this. Girls don't do and this. And this guy knows volleyball. This he guy knows, knows volleyball, volleyball, but he got confused and trapped up in a lot. Of, I mean, he knows volleyball, but he's not like, I mean, let's, I don't know where he, I, I, I don't know where he, like, because his advice I don't think was, he played. yeah, I, don't, I, don't think he I, played. I think he played somewhere, right, but not anywhere. <laughs> But he's, yeah, yeah. And he's also like 60 now or something. He's older and he's just, but it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't even matter about his age because he could be, if yeah. he played, he played. But he didn't play anywhere. And what, what he, what the question is, why did he spend the bulk of his coaching years on the female side of volleyball yeah. as a male? And I think that most males, if they don't have a daughter in there, if they don't have, not, and we're not saying all by any means, of course, please don't assume that we're covering everybody with the paintbrush. But, if you don't have a player on that team, if, if it's not your daughter, if it's not a relative or someone else, there's a reason why. And you might not even know why, but you're going into female <laughs> volleyball because you think you can assert authority there more easily. Okay, And we're not even going to get into the creepy side of things because that is a whole other topic. Yeah. And we know that yeah. that's there. Um, and I know people who have gone in and I, I'm... I'm very skeptical of their motives for going in and i'm not that's not projecting that's just me knowing who this person is before they went into coaching or during you know early years coaching yeah and they're still there because we've had i had that discussion with a mom once we were sitting there watching my daughter's team play and uh she was like so why are these guys coaching this team that's like older guys right and i was like i don't know i mean my guess is authority like it's instant power and respect because yeah. you're not going to get it on the guy side. That right? for sure by, is the first thing. Yeah, because by the time those guys are 16 years old, they're thumping the ball, serving harder than you, passing better than you, more athletic yeah, than that's you. A, and you feel like you can still assert yourself with females who, like we said, are more agreeable, Yeah, you know, more polite in some many aspects. I mean, in theory, I'm, again, these are generalizations. Uh, yeah. Like my, yeah. my daughter is not one of these girls. That's, yeah. why, that's why she <laughs> yeah. could not she could not handle these, you know, what she would call a weak weak coaches who don't know yep. what they're talking about. It's good for her. Cause... It's good for her, but and, and it goes back to, I mean, Hugh McCutcheon's thing. He was told, like I was told, by the way, when yeah, I when yeah. I started coaching, 
uh, coaches told me, female coaches told me that coaching girls, of course, there's a difference between coaching girls and boys, generally speaking. One of the things they said to me was that girls take things more personally. So you have to be careful how you word things. Like if, if I'm this yelling at a player. I think he said he, he gave a rundown on, on feedback before the season started or something. He was like, hey, like when I give, is this, is this what he, I was trying yes, to remember. I, I think you're right. Yeah. He's like, there's a difference between the response of, of providing feedback to a male versus a female. They just take it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So he was just very upfront about it. Like, I'm not criticizing you as a person. I'm criticizing yeah. the, the player critiquing feedback, feedback for change. Right? Yeah. Constructive feedback versus just, you know. And I forget what the, how guys differed. Well, so what, what I was told was very similar. So, so guys could take the criticism more personally was the, was the notion. And girls, you, have to, you know, female players, you have to be not careful how you say it. But if you say it in such a way, they might think that you're criticizing them as a person rather than them as, uh, you know, what they did. Uh, so you have to be clear about okay. criticizing. But again, this, this is, these are stereotypes. Yeah. I think it's changed, you know, in the last 20 years. I think a lot of females would say, shut up, what the hell are you talking about? Just talk to me what I did wrong because right. I know a lot of female athletes. I know like that today. a lot of them like that. Yeah, but it yeah. was probably when Hugh started and when I started, I, mean, I think we, I don't know his age compared to mine, but I think that we probably started around the same time. Yeah. Um, and that was the talk back then. And okay. these were female coaches telling me this, not just male. Um but the other thing that he found that was the big thing was he was told, don't coach. Yeah. When, he, when Hugh McCutcheon, the U.S. men's national team coach, he won the gold medal in Beijing in 2008. He switched over, which is very rare, to coach the women's national team by 2012 in London, where they ended up winning and he the silver. Did, he did it because because of the challenge, because of what that scene. He's like, hey, I did it with the men. Like, this yes. is a new challenge to well, me, and, and that's why he and, went yes. for it. And the women's team, remember, had not, never won a gold medal. So yeah. he really saw an opportunity here. Yeah. Uh, and he saw something like, you know, USA Volleyball agreed to it, but then he went into that world and everybody, he, the feedback he got from coworkers and other staff was disappointing because it was basically telling him, oh, now, you know, women, like the yeah, women can't do the same thing. They can't, don't expect them to do this. Don't yeah, expect them to do yeah, that. Yeah. And he's like, well, the net height is lowered mm. for women already. So in theory, they should be able to run everything yeah. that men do like if you're, if you're going to account for like the differences in how high women jump how tall women are so there's women who are going to crank it on a seven foot four and net it, versus the seven foot 11 net you know, like it's already the difference is already made up yeah so why are we coaching it differently and that's that's what i was talking about why would you ever coach it differently that's, and it, it wouldn't have been possible for him because I, I already know that he like approached the men's team as a group of professional athletes and he coached two professional athletes and then he just goes and does that from the men's team to the women's team it's so it's professional athlete to professional athlete. he's not even looking at genders right like he is on the lower lower levels but at the whole yeah, no. outlook of it he's just like i want i got a gold with this team i want to do it with this team this is a challenge to me mm-hmm. right and so that's again just like you noticing those stark con- the <laughs> hard contrasts from coaching boys to then seeing your girls go through club and being like, why are they not standing on the tees? Yeah. This is why it stood or out just, to Or just playing aggressively. Or just playing like aggressively. Like being yeah, told yeah. to tip it and roll. Remember that? Like yeah, yeah. Being told to tip it and roll it or don't just get your serve over. I mean, come on. You would never well, say that to a boy at 16, 17. You wouldn't say to a boy, just get your serve over. Yeah. And if you did, they'd laugh you off the court. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in girls volleyball, it's so accepted. They would look at you and smash it to the back wall. And- yeah. Hey, well, it's true. Like, cause even like coaching some, like coaching kids now, yeah. uh, like it, some probably a generalization again, but it, there's much more f- t- timid female players, right? When I'm, when I'm getting into it, it's not just the spike, like volleyball is an aggressive game in short controlled bursts, right? Mm-hmm. So to get an athlete to move fast get their plant and then you know whatever make their action right it's it's not it's not that easy because a lot of them are so concerned about how they look but i think yes. this definitely affects the girls more uh not if they're too like if they're really young they they don't care as much but it's right. once they get to like society's gotten their hands on them yeah once they get to like 14 15 and like more makeup and stuff I gotta self-conscious know. yeah they're yeah right. and, and don't forget too there's also that girl like a 14 year old girl has lived in a world where she's been held back 
all yeah. the time. Like, people are always like, no, 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 don't do this. This is a go, oh, girls don't do that. Or don't do that. Don't do that. Or like, it's not even girls don't do that. They're just, there's just a different level of like restriction on, on these young girls. Whereas like, well, it's just like the, it's just like the spandex shorts, right? It's like, because it's widespread everywhere. It doesn't even have to be pointed out specifically. Yeah. It's just ubiquitous. So, yeah. and like, these girls see it. They, they're in the world, like, especially as a teenager, you're hyper aware of like how you're being perceived. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to fit in so hard that you are constantly working on how to fit in. Um, that it's your, I mean, it's habit, right? It, at I that know. Point, it's, and be- it's behavioral and, and it's reinforcing, right? Like the, the, the idea, like even like, I mean, I hate to say this, but even the idea of like spandex versus like, we never thought of putting boys in spandex. Yeah. <laughs> like, like there's a display thing here that, that, that yeah. we're, we're, you know, we're getting into a dangerous area, but yeah. we're being very honest here that there's an implied display thing. What, uh, Tour de France? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just, it's just, it's, it's a tricky topic to talk about, but it's like, I'm sorry. Like I have two daughters. So I've always been concerned with this. Like, you know, the objectification of women that is so connected to how they're treated you as you, athletes you yeah know? you countered it and and by by four to like you educated them about it like so as they were even getting into it they already knew about it because you had already told them about it and then so uh, and then as they're living those club days like they they still wore spandex but they you because you and you know your wife like talked about it so they understood like kind of what was going on right yeah that's what really- allowed them to we had early discussions on like Barbie and like I told them like, listen, yeah. I'm just going to tell you about Barbie. Barbie when they were yeah. little, when they were little kids, I was like, a lot of psychologists make this stuff. Okay. And you know, it's okay. <laughs> That's and, awesome. And I remember the, my daughter was what like, about Ken? well, no, my daughter was like, um, <laughs> he's so strong. <laughs> well, Ken is proportionately okay. Barbie is a freak. Like, mm-hmm. Old Barbie mm-hmm. is made in a very freakish way. Right. And yeah, it's Barbie, not, it's yeah. intentionally designed to make little kids not like their, whatever, whatever they, how they look. Yeah. And that, cause that makes a lot of money if they don't like the way they look. Kids grow up paying for all sorts of great clothing, great hairstyles, great makeup, you know? So I remember like, you know, my, my daughter said to me, um, we were talking about, well, maybe we'll get used Barbies. That way we're not uh, contributing. That was the, the kid's solution. Like that way we're not contributing financially to this horrific <laughs> oppression of women through a toy. And I know maybe some listeners are going to hear this. And then my daughter said to me once, she was like, I forget, she was like, I don't know how old she was. She was like eight or I don't know, 10, nine years old or something. And she's like, well, I don't want to, what if I just want to play with it and I won't like believe it? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay, that's pretty good. As long as you know. And, you know, being aware is huge, right? So I think yeah. that carried on and we had other discussions in life about other things and it really did help when they didn't counter sexism because they did um, with through tons of coaches, male and female. They let it roll off their back because they were like, okay, Here's one of those coaches. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you how many times my daughter, like the spin serving daughter who played very aggressively. She's, a, I would say she's a tomboy for sure. The way she plays and acts, uh, but she gets dressed up and everything still in, in yeah. real life. But uh, how many times, like everywhere she went, everywhere she went, what, female, male coaches. Oh, you know, attack the spin serve, attack, you know, yeah, take, maybe take it easy. And she doesn't miss it very much. That's the thing. I could understand it if she never hit it or missed it a ton. But at age 12 or 13 to tell a little girl, don't go for it. Like, you're just a loser. Like, you're a sexist loser. I'm sorry. Because if that was a 13-year-old boy, you'd all be high-fiving him and saying, oh, wow. That's fascinating because now for her, her spin serve is like the thing that threatens everyone. I know. (laughs) You know, it's her own coaches and the other team. And she had these moments like in clutch, like down by five at the end of a set, the third set. She'll serve six in a row. Oh, because at that age group, you can just run with it. And and also, like, it's like... If it's working. Yeah, I mean, she's 18. I mean, 17 new, 18, 17-year-old players. she's doing that at 16, I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like even at the high ages where oh, you're right. players Sorry, shouldn't be getting aced that long, she did it in clutch moments. And I told her, like, you know why you're doing that? Because you didn't give a crap. Yeah. If you are someone like like these, if we if we followed these coaches' advice, yeah, then then she would never have the guts. Like, see, you, the the goal is to do That's, something to the point where this is where repetition comes in. When we talked about flow, and if you have repetition, right, then each rep makes the, yeah. uh, the act less significant. So when she's going back there serving at nine, serving 14 in the third set, she's not nervous yeah, because she's done it a million times. Whereas the player who only brings it out in special situations, 
is going to be terrified. They're going to mess up. So yeah. the whole the whole point of practice and practicing with intention is to make it that um, every rep is meaningless in some weird way or you're loose. So she's actually super loose back there because she's done it so much. If you only do it, if you don't do yeah. it enough, then it becomes more meaningful, get it in your head, you start thinking, right? Well, that, that, that and like, yeah, like I can only imagine like having the support of your parents and then coach after coach telling you not to do this, but also you have the hard proof of how effective your serve is. That, uh, that combination, especially like you as the parent balancing that out because it was being attacked, but you said, no, no, like just keep doing this. And so saying to your kid, like, yeah, keep doing this like that, that's confident building. So whenever, and I've seen her play, like, I I love, like, she just had the attitude of like, I don't give a shit. (laughs) Like she was just going to do it. Yeah. And I love it because we don't swear on the show. Oh, sorry. But the thing is, that's that's uh, that's one decision away from being a different story. Like yep. that's that could have been in 15U, she was told not to, and then she never ever did again, or like she just perceived it in a different way, and then it was shut down. Like that's that's some other girl's story, mm-hmm. right? Who, oh, hundred percent. Right? Ma- yeah, many and like so many. How? So that's that's what's messed up. That's so devastating. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like because I never had an amazing spin serve, and I and I it was a confidence related issue, and it's for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But like, it sucks, and it still like stings me a bit to this day. But it's like now it's it's somewhat getting there because I'm an adult and I can like yeah. do some. And you're doing it so often. Yeah, and right. I can do some of this own work where I'm not so vulnerable or 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 maybe I'm dealing with my vulnerability. I don't know how to describe it, but like yeah, well, and I, I think have you're fa- older, older, wiser. Understand that it's not significant. And like you were saying, yeah, the more reps, the less less significant, right? So, but it took a long, it took a long time. And so you're, um, you know, you we're talking about 15 year olds, not 36 year olds. And honestly, it's just like the the amount of times I've heard coaches tell girls what they can't do on the court drives yeah. me insane. Just as a guy who played and coached guys, and I'm like, you would never talk these this coach, this person. If I were to pick them up and drop them in the yeah. in a male equivalent age group, they would never say this crap ever. I wonder, like 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 we don't. Oh, girls don't run quicks as much. Uh, you know, oh, uh, girls aren't strong enough. I've heard all of this stuff. I, you know what else I've heard too is when, when girls do stand up for themselves. Like I've seen more than one coach get, uh, you know, uppity with the team, like uh, snooty. Like, okay, we're going to punish you now because you guys are not agreeing with what I'm saying or I'm storming out of the gym. Like I've had that. It's my team. I'll coach the way I want. And then they leave, throw a temp- temper tantrum, right? And I'm like, put that person in, bring that coach back, put them with boys who are 17 years old and have, yeah. them, have them act like that. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's oh, beca- they would be torn apart at the be- next practice. Yeah, because there's this subservience thing that they expect of girls, right? These a lot of weak male coaches and weak female coaches. They expect that th- that those females to listen because that's what our society says of young females, right? I mean, history's filled with this. I was a history teacher for a long time. History's filled with females who, you know, didn't behave as they say, and, and everybody punished them for that. Um, but yeah, it, but there's this real thing where I see it, these weak coaches. I mean, it's we were talking before the show about some coaches we know. Mm, uh, and yeah. yes, we and, you know we were talking about all sorts of issues with those coaches. But a big part of the 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 jerks, like the, there are coaches that you know friends of ours have played for, that yeah. they consistently all the females say that the coach is a jerk. Yeah. does stupid things, unreasonable things. The reason why that coach is able to stay there and keep their job for 15 years or whatever is because they're just, uh, there's a power trippy thing. Like, well, and they're, they're in a way, you know, doing well enough to stay in that position. Right. Mm-hmm. These are bigger teams and like, but I, I always wondered that. And, and cause, but are they doing, are they, the coach isn't doing well enough. I think the club system well, and geography yeah, yeah. is just bringing them well, a number of people. Yeah, yeah. You know, if the school has a high, uh, if the school has a high catchment area or a lot of numbers, then yeah. the coach is going to do well just by sheer percentage. Right. But in, in, in some of these individuals, I noticed that it was so much more of their life and they got more involved in the athletes lives female side yeah Yeah, like way like they just they would tell me things intrusive in their lives yeah 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 yeah. and you know like when we were on the road in uh in varsity games it's just like why i don't understand how you know this much about them or like why are you asking them these kinds of questions or like texting them texting them and stuff like that like this was never would never be a thing right yeah um it never was a thing at all and 
Yeah, that's kind of, now that I'm thinking about it, it's like everyone on my team knew that our coach was what he was. He was kind of not very creative, pretty boring practices, same thing over and over again. He was like a, he had his one system and that's what he went with, right? And But mm-hmm. we all knew it and we, we didn't care because we just had fun playing volleyball. It was great for us to play volleyball while being in school. It was our outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was just great to play the sport, right? So we just accepted the coach for what he was and moved on with it, right? Yeah. But then I think the coach knew that as well because he never challenged, he never got to the point of forcing us into that position to be to call him out on it. Right. right. It was like this silent acceptance of what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to play the season out and then move on. Right. Um, but yeah, a lot of these uh, female coaches would just be so involved in their lives and like talking about, oh, yeah, this is it. talking about their social media and stuff. Yeah. And like, do you see what you, you, mean, you mean? Male coaches coaching females? Is that what you, yeah, yeah, I'm talking so, about? Yeah. Because you said female coaches. Yeah. And female. they knew about their relationships and they knew I like. I know. I know. And I'm, and, and these are adult women these are yeah. you know varsity and you could argue like you know the counterpoint to that would be maybe that female players like to talk more about their lives right because there right. is that sort of side like you can be you know if you have a team that's very touchy-feely and talking comes up at places but i know what you mean yeah yeah but as a coach yes wouldn't you as want a to main be like hey like look, let me get out of here and you can continue this conversation hundred percent yes because it's kind of like it's kind of like um it's kind of like being sarcastic to your athletes. Mm. Sarcasm is a weird thing to get into because it's kind of like this. I I need to be close enough with you to be sarcastic with you. Mm. So that way you don't get mad at what I'm saying. Cause sarcasm can be, uh, insulting or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, insulting. And what do you call that? Uh, what do you call it again? Uh, what's the term? You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, but yeah, it's just, you just talking stay down you're talking down in a sense yeah uh no i agree i think that um yeah there's definitely this weird ownership i think that's a good word that male like a lot of coaches feel especially male coaches coaching female mm. and if they disagree or speak out then they the the coach gets a bit hissy so it's a bit of a hissy fit which i i think is also rooted in sexism i think because they wouldn't throw a hissy fit you know it's funny again this goes back to societal issues like a coach will say man i really admire that guy for speaking up for the team he's a real leader and whereas if a couple of girls do it they're disrespectful they're hmm. they're um, not you know not team players and they're yeah. or they're catty and they're negative and you know, all these words we give to females who speak their minds. Well, you know? well even the word Karen, hey, even the word Karen, let's face that. Yeah. In society, the word yeah, Karen, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yes, I know what they mean in terms well, of like... Isn't the counter Kevin? Or? Uh, yeah, there's another one for guys too, but it's yeah. never... The fact that we don't even know it tells you a lot, right? The Right. But to, to this point, and I think some of these coaches make, they get closer with the girls on the team is because when this does happen, they're able to then leverage... The yes. connections to the other groups, like inner niches, hundred percent, and like try to—they're part of the toxic. And then they have this interpolitical. Well, we talked about this gossip. Right? Crap. Yeah, we talked. Witnessed this. Yes, firsthand. Well, we, we talked about cliques, right, oh, yeah. on female teams, and a lot of coaches create these. I mean, cliques, yeah. cliques and bad team culture are always the coaches' <laughs> it's making fault. Making sense now, man. Yeah, we, like that's absolutely the reason why they did it. They did it. Yeah, it's a to quell, alliances. to quell rebellion. Yeah. Yes, yes, and. We, <laughs> we said this so like if you're it's a t- kind of brilliant but it's terrible but if you're a coach with i mean it might not even be conscious like it's it's it might not you're right it, it's it probably like, they're not sitting around and going okay I'll no. get these three no, no I, it, I it's agree. a matter of just looking for allies yeah, yeah yeah and then um and then you can bully maybe individuals on the team yeah. that you need to but what it is is Getting like if, you, if you're a coach who has um <laughs> bad Still. if you have a if you're a coach who has bad team culture then you um it's on you like it's your fault if i don't care what What's going on in your team? If you're not handling small disputes and small issues, or you're contributing to them because you're buddy buddy with a big chunk of your team, and you see this a lot in female teams as well, and and in males teams, mm-hmm. um, guys teams mm-hmm. too. But that's again, it's these coaches who don't take care of their own stuff, right? You have some confidence, then you're not going to be. I mean, you shouldn't be. Like I said, I know players my age who played in the same university I played at and came out coaching and they they did the exact same thing like my kids actually did a clinic with this coach and they came back and they're like he coaches exactly like you like no bs no we're not playing games we're not changing it up for girls yeah because i remember so the look in their face like i went to guest coach my daughter's team that same team that had the sexist coach 
and I was teaching them the exact, I was teaching them, I remember this practice, we worked on aggressive serving, flat aggressive serving, no matter spins, jump floats, whatever you wanted, pick spots, take a minute before you serve, take a peek and be very aggressive. Don't look at me where to serve, you look where to serve and you serve hard and you go for it. And then we were running quicks and we were running a defensive system positioning thing that they, you know, would teach them to be in the right area because that player is going to crank it. You're not going to be off the line, you're not going to be, you know, wherever, you're in the right spots. And, um, I remember the look on their faces. They were just like looking at me, hands on hips, like nodding. They were yes, so yes. Stoked. They were fired up because yeah. somebody's treating them like an aggressive yeah. volleyball player. Like no gender here. You're, we're just playing really hard, aggressive volleyball. And they were so excited about it. And then I think what happened was when their coach, the coach asked me to do a couple of practices with them. And then when he came back and he started saying to them, oh, whoa, whoa, what's all this garbage? Like literally, he yeah. was like telling them, no, 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 stop doing that. Stop doing that. And this is like, Three months, two months into the season, yeah, they so would like, have been having so much fun I know, doing that. And I think that's the problem is that, Ugh. and then people just got bitter and they were like, "What the heck is this guy?" And then yeah. he got worse. By the way, he got worse. Oh, he got way worse because he time, yeah. uh, because he saw this weird thing where, you know, I don't know. There's a fear of aggressive females. I think in a lot of wimpy male coaches. Sorry, but <laughs> they just get so sexist Man. and they don't coach them the same and they try to manipulate them, control them. And uh, I just wish I just wish that I just wish that there was a co- I mean I wish there were more coaches and, and I mean there are great coaches I mean Hugh's one of the guys and there's a lot of great coaches who would do exactly the same thing that we're talking about but yeah I, and I hope it's the minority but I don't, like based on our club experience it's the majority like majority of these coaches are just sexist males and females who want to limit limit the role you think it's a majority eh? uh, well I mean in our experience it's every yeah. year it ha- you're right we've yours, never yeah. had a coach in club that had an aggressive, open mindset or treated girls the same, you know? I'm trying to think of my sister's uh, coaches back in club. Yeah, back then it was, like I said, it was different because, I mean, the, the issue really, it, it does go to, again, the explosion of female volleyball because there's so many so girls there's playing. So many more team, female So teams. many more teams that teams. Yeah, yeah. And this is what I was going to talk to Hugh about. I didn't get a chance to. We'll, we'll have him on again in the fall. We probably will. But, um, you know, it's really difficult to raise the bar on coaching. Like, you know, we talk about yeah. these entrance exams, the training that Hugh thinks that, you know, you train to be a teacher. Yeah. You should train equally to be a coach. The problem with that is then you're going to just, nobody's going to do it. Yeah. It's another barrier to entry. And uh, in a sport where we're already, there's a huge shortage yeah. of coaches. So how do you address that? Well, they have, they have a certification program here, but it's like they go and, someone watches your practice and then gives you the thumbs up or the fail. Right. Yeah. And then, but they're, they're, that's, that's the practice element. They don't even get critiqued on how they coach at a tournament or something, right? Mm-mm. Which is like the other half, major yeah. half of it. And, and it's not, I mean, if there is a component, it's an online superficial thing. To yeah, get yeah, your yeah. some card and oh, you yeah. have to you're have your name in a system. Oh yeah, you're basically told what to do or whatever. It's like yeah, hey, it's like keep taking this till you pass. It's like oh, I got it wrong. Take it again. Take yeah, it again. it's superficial stuff. Um, and it's like you know, I mean, I don't know. I I think it goes back to that episode we talked about. Remember the Ultimate Club show, like how to have yeah. the Ultimate Club. What was the answer for the best coaches? Do you remember what it was? Like how do you get the best coaches? Well, I was just thinking of you know somewhat getting money into it and privatizing and then because yeah or even if you don't privatize it not, you just chart up your rates yeah yeah sorry and then pay the coach yeah, well that's right? yeah that that's the solution you have to because then there's accountability money and you have to and then and then there's continued con- accountability it's like you need to not yeah. just pass this once but yeah like yeah well and there's there's a filter so like you get what you pay for so the, yeah. co- the coaches that come to your club will be great and you can legitimately, then you'll have a pick, right? You can interview them, you can trial them out, you can see what they're like. And then you can say no, because then you have the power as the club to pick the better coach. And these people are coming to you because they want the money, right? Because it's- Well, or just like to say it better, they they know that- um, It's an appealing position. Yeah, appealing. They'll be compensated for their time. Yeah. Like that's what I think. So like a great player, a former great player or a high level coach, if you're going to compensate their time- you're going to, you know, you can demand better coaching if you pay it more. So, yeah, I, I just I just find that I we've seen so many scenarios in youth volleyball, and I, I think a lot of parents listening have too, um, where it's clearly a double standard, right? It's the definition of double standard and how the mindset of female players, the 
uh, amount of, uh, you know, uh, obedience the coach expects from them is very high. Um, and, and then the one, the one area we didn't talk about that we sort of touched on it, but there's, there's a, the look too, right? Like there's a volleyball player look that I'm sure, you know, on the male side, we're probably guilty of this too. Well, like I suppose a guy looks athletic and, you know, stringy, you know, lean muscle, uh, maybe even better looking that player, you know, in life, good looking people have better breaks than, you know, people who aren't as attractive. Right. Uh, but on the girl side, there's a definitely a look. Like, I, I think every parent here knows what I'm talking about, too. Like, I still it, know what you mean. Well, there's girls. Well, like, so there's a stereotypical oh, female look. Yeah, female look of a volleyball player. And the girls who don't have that. The girls who don't have that frame, don't have that maybe skin color. Taken. I mean, we're going to talk about, you know, race in other episodes, yeah, too. But yeah. there's this look of volleyball players. And coaches yeah. gravitate to girls who look this way. And it's right. mostly male coaches. Um and that that's very uh, bothersome, and you know I've I've seen players get passed over who are great players, but they don't have that look that the sexist coach yeah. is looking for. Uh, call that whatever you want. Maybe that's crossing into the creepy episode we'll have to do. But and and, <laughs> and also, how could that not be happening? You know what I mean? Exactly. Well, it ties in with what we talked at, off the top: the uniforms, the spandex. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. This weird thing, you know. So. Uh, that that's another one in volleyball that really bugs me is that they don't they don't just take the best twelve yeah they take the most whatever they have in their image of what a volleyball player should look like and again I'm sure like I said I think that happens on the guy side too and you know um, probably less so though less so yeah because the guys aren't considered to be as on display yeah yeah well yeah yeah. So yeah, so it's uh, I mean I, co- I think one thing coaches need to start to do is, and parents also like you need to observe this stuff because like I said I have con- I've had conversations on sidelines with parents where they're asking themselves like, especially these coaches that yell at female athletes and I know that coach doesn't know what they're talking about. I'm like, yeah. take that coach over to the male side and see if they're screaming like this, right? Yeah, that doesn't happen as often. Yeah, um, but also like, why are you there? Why did you pick that gender to coach? Um, why did you decide to coach? Yeah. Are you a person passionate about volleyball or are you passionate about power? Are you, you know what I mean? Are you there yeah. to, are you there to pick the teams that are the easiest to bully, manipulate, control? Um, I've never thought about this so much, but in these past like 40 weeks, but it's like really, I'm starting to see the picture and mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah. Well, like I said, like the reason why this show was started is because as a player that went into coaching and then I've, I wouldn't have even had these thoughts because like yeah. as a coach, you live in your own little silo and you think that, so if somebody was talking about coaches this way, I'd be very defensive just like a lot of coaches are when they hear what we're talking about. But when you get to the view that I've had as a parent now. You guys went through a lot in like a four or five year span. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. Every year was a nightmare. Like, like I'm sorry, we were, me and yeah. my wife were happy when our club years were done. Yeah. Like think about yeah, this. I know. Yeah. We were happy. I'm a volleyball person through and through. Love it. My career's in it. Yep. I played it, coached it. It was, it's my obsession in life. Right. And I was grateful when my kids were done, uh, rep volleyball because, and even school volleyball, cause it was just like so much garbage. And it's not like me being impatient, like a, you know, person who's like comparison culture. I'm not unhappy about my kids playing time or about my kids. No, life, no. You know, success were... level. <laughs> I was just, I just wanted like a basic competent coach yeah. who understood etiquette manners. And even if they didn't know volleyball, then just get the hell out of the way. But I kept finding people that don't know volleyball who were sexist, got in the way, irrational decisions, lack of logic again it goes back to the number of coaches and yeah training but it also goes to the 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 fact that society is getting dumber as we go along here like a it's superficial thinking shallow thinking you know and i know every generation thinks this but i think i think the smartphone era like there's a real shift in lack of intelligence among people and patience yeah and uh in this in the smartphone era you know like i think it's really contributing to like because if you're if you're more insecure than ever before then you're going to be then we're going to have a whole bunch of crappy everything yeah and coaching unfortunately is just one more thing we're going to see a lot more crap i think that's why parents and good coaches and players are frustrated with it. that's why hugh wrote his book 
right? Yeah. I mean, he wrote his book out of the same exasperation I'm talking about here. He he didn't write it until his kids went into youth sports. He's yeah. like, whoa, 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 what the hell is going on here? Yeah. This doesn't match up with anything. Like they're, they're thinking, they're coaching like they're at the Olympics, right? And even Hugh, like in his book, like if, if anybody, again, we talked about this was a previous episode. It was so funny that he said in this book, he didn't even think, I don't know if you read, saw this part, but remember the part where he's talking about the gold medal game uh, when the U.S. men were up in the fifth set, fourth set. Um, they were up 24-22 or something like that against Brazil. And that's the first time he thought about, oh, we might win the gold. First hmm. time. Like, of course, they set it as a goal three or four years yeah. before. And everybody thought they were crazy because they had no business winning the gold, that team. But that was the first time in the whole Olympics, 24-22 huh. in the fourth set when they were about to win it, when he thought, ooh, we might win. That's what you want. Whereas you have these other coaches who are like thinking about it. thinking about, they're, They think they're, they're in the Olympics. Yeah. And and that, that I think that's... Yeah, that's a good... That's, yeah. Yeah. It's good for winning, but it also like... I think it's, it's, it's to connect it with sexism. I mean, I think that's part of why they're like, you know, insecure coaches go in because they think they want to be powerful. They want to be like the coaches they see on TV. And then they run into a group of females who aren't really ready for that or don't agree yeah. with, don't agree with your power trip need or they, they want something else. Yeah. And you're like, well, oh, shut up. It's I, my team. Yeah. Like I had a big shift in just this mentality recently, like, like, last tournament, like we lost or whatever. But then I started to think like, I shouldn't think because of all these conversations we've been having, I got to stop thinking win or lose. Like, cause a win, I can even consider a win. Like, like this time we lost like 15, 21, but if, if we could lose 19, 21 or 18, 21, or, or I wouldn't even think of the score. I would be yeah. like, if we can just play serve and pass, because that's such a foundational thing for us. I'm like, that's going to be a win. Right. Yeah. And I think because I started thinking that like even going to the, this weekend and it's translating right like we were even talking about other teams that like we probably should have no business uh beating but we're less intimidated because i'm like look even if we can get to 18 with these guys like yeah they're gonna be worried because they well even so i would even take it like i know you keep mentioning the score but i know what, what i would do is break it down into the skills like you said passing and serving but what is what is good remember we talked about this like what does good passing mean so mm -hmm. like, you know, like breaking it down into the micro thing, like, okay, my follow through on my pass is going to be amazing. I'm going to follow through to target That's all day. That's a good point. Yeah. And I'm going to fall like, so, so many times we, we pick these goals and we don't, well, we don't break it down. And this is what good coach, see good, co bad coaches will say things like, come on guys, pass better. Yeah. yeah. And great coaches will say <laughs> like, Hey guys, do you notice that we're standing a little deep or yeah. do you notice that we're not following? Pass better. You it's notice like, that we're not, no, yeah, but they really? say, or serve better. Right. But yeah. they don't say, you know, you know, you're, we're not following through on our pass or we're not holding it for that split second mm. after we pass. And like, if we, if we did that, then we would notice, Oh my God, my hands are actually ending up the wrong way. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's that simple. So, um, and, and like, so, so the coaches that are in this for the right reasons are, um, they're doing it for the player. And so it's things like sexism don't crop up, but players that yeah. are doing it for the wrong reasons, they're just interested in authority. Right. I know we're shifting from what you were talking about. Coaches, like, coaches in those positions do it for authority. You said players. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Coaches who do it for the right yeah. reasons. Yeah. They, uh, they tend to focus on the player, not the power, right. That they yeah. glean from this. So, um, and um yeah so i mean it's it's a it's a mindset and, and also those good the same coaches that are in for the right reasons they will give you that technical feedback break it down more you, you'll find it's the same coach the same coach that just says things like serve better they're not no they're not in the game they don't know the game um unless they're giving they're you the more, right they're tools. more concerned about the win and now if i'm thinking back on yeah that's yeah it, that follows true in my experience yeah they're concerned about end results without yeah. giving you the the path to that end result. Like, you know, you got to focus on little paths. And then I find that the same coaches that are the most sexist and that tells you everything. They're there for power. Like that's, that's the way they yeah. act. That's the way they act. So, so again, uh, if you are a coach in uh, youth sports, I hope that you're asking yourself the hard questions about why am I coaching here? Why did I pick the gender I picked? Um, like, especially if you had no experience with it, right? Like, if you had, I, I never played, listening. like, you know, I never played women's volleyball. None of uh, those coaches are listening. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? The parents are, yeah. and, and they might start to understand that it's not them. Because I know so many parents and players who are like, is it me? Is it like, why mm -hmm. is it every year I'm 
having this thing. And, you know, even us, I knew it wasn't me just because I had the Dude, knowledge I rem- of the And game. I remember it because you were, and you even asked me, and I'm like, you know, younger <laughs> than you. And you're like, hey, is this crazy? Like, if I think that we should leave and then, because I had my comparison of my club years, which were positive for the most part, and I'm seeing you go through this, and you were questioning yourself. You're like, am I the crazy one? Like, is this, like, this is the third year, and, like, we're going to stick it out? And, like, yeah. And then, but it just kept getting worse, uh, you know, and then self-respect for reasons of self-respect for your daughter and you, she made the decision. Yeah. Just they always, su- they always decided. Yeah. Right. That's and, part of another thing, right? Female empowerment. Like I don't yeah. say we're leaving. I say, what do you guys want to do? Yeah. Are you finding this productive? And what does she do? She does that and goes into badminton and like crushes it in a badminton <laughs> yeah. tournament. Like that's so awesome. Yeah. Right? She and, was able to find something else for now, uh, but she still wants to be in volleyball, but it's just, it was just, um, yeah, it's just like, you know, there are bad situations that can serve people well, and, and we hung around in bad situations for years. Um, it can always serve a purpose, Yeah, right? it can always serve a purpose, but then it reaches a point where it's crossed over into now it's just a matter of do I teach my kid about self-respect? Well, or instead know? of saying it can always, it always does. And whether that's for a, a because of all these girls where the, the negative thing is happening, mm-hmm. right? There for, for every thousand of them, there's one girl where it's working out the right way. Yeah. Or I don't know. Hopefully it's well, like, I, th- I think well. what it is, is, so it can, oh, it can always be productive, but it can, it reaches a point where the lessons now have been learned and now it's crossing into, do you, do you walk away from a toxic situation? So when you, especially when you're dealing with females, there's a fine line between, oh, let's hang around in this really difficult situation. Yeah, now you're gonna... But then there's that other half where now, like, I got to teach my daughter, no, here's a male, especially, right? Or anybody yeah, disrespecting yeah. me. We need to get away because you, you know what I mean. Fine line between accepting uh, and tolerating. Yeah, and this is um, this is also not good because I mean conditioning is a real thing, and so it it sucks because now for like your daughter, for and all these other girls who have had bad male coaches, now this is going to affect their future encounters with male figures of authority and stuff, right? If they don't, yeah, if they don't have someone there to yeah frame it. If they don't, yeah, or if they're not able to catch it themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Which hopefully they can, but like a lot of a human, the emotion kicks in before the thought does, right? And then the emotion leads the thought. And so, mm-hmm. so that's, that's... And it works the other way too. Like sometimes their tolerance for it is based on what they're used to as well. Like we found some teammates, we were very shocked that they were willing to stick around yes. in it. But but when you look at their family history or their you know what they grew up yeah, in, yeah. you're like, oh, of course <laughs> they would stick around. This is easy for them. They've yeah, because they've been abuse. used to this sort of, yeah, or this sort of, you know, sexism yeah. at home yeah, yeah. And, and abuse, like sort of different levels of it. So it's a very fascinating topic. But the bottom line, I think, is that, um, you know, coaches mm. really have to start paying attention to why they're, they're there, what's their purpose, and just basically coach volleyball. Don't well, even think of it as girls volleyball, boys volleyball. Well, that's the net height's already done that for you. The net height has already sorted that out for you. <laughs> so just coach volleyball and don't change it up because you don't think girls can do what guys can do. They can do anything guys can do. Because uh, again, if you believe that there's a huge difference between males and females in sport, and there is, uh, the net height solves that in volleyball. Yep. Right. Like yep. in tennis, they don't change anything. It's one of the beautiful things about volleyball, like yeah. the fact that we have that difference. Yeah, like, the, and the net height is there for a reason, and we're you know we're not going to get into new topics. Are, no, no, but yeah. net height, boys and girls, that's a different show. But um, just do volleyball. Just coach volleyball the yeah. same you would. I, like what is it? I do volleyball. I not. I'm not. I'm, yeah, like, volleyball is something I do. It's not what defines me or as yeah. a person or something. It's not who I am. Uh, so coaches, yeah, just the, the, the net's taken care of, the net height's taken care of. So just coach girls, the way yeah. you coach guys. And, uh, anytime you're finding yourself getting sucked into something that you're coaching or you're thinking, oh, I'm going to change this up because girls don't like this or girls don't do that. Or boys only, only boys do this. Fix that crap. Yeah. Right. Uh, notice it whenever you can. It's a good practice. Um, yeah, there's only one way to coach. Yeah. Yeah. Coach the sport. Well, I think, well I think that sums it up. Yeah, very well said. So if you're sexist, stop it. <laughs> easy, it easy kills peasy. Me every time, every, time. <laughs> every show. Uh, does it really matter? No, anyway, maybe it does. Hopefully, hopefully this helps some parent. Yeah. And uh, thanks and for listening. Like, and yeah, coach. hopefully. 
Yeah, we'll see you next time. And we're uh, talking about it, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what we're doing. We're ta- having the topics that not many other people are having, I think, right? Yeah. And it's going to get worse, I'm sure, in the next few months. <laughs> we're just going to get canceled. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So we will uh, see you next week on uh, Volleyball G, episode number 45, right? Ooh. <sighs> nice even number. Michael Jordan, part two. <laughs> What's the big idea?